As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What is up, everybody? Motivators, this is Timothy McCain. I have a very special guest with me today. I'm very excited to have my brother, uh, Joshua McCain. Can you go ahead and say hello for us? Hey, everybody. Yes. So we, the topic we have today, as you have already read in the, on the thub, uh, thumbnail, is uh, breaking the poverty mindset. We, it is uh, February 13th. We are smack dab in the middle of Black History Month. And um, and so my brother and I, uh, as well as my all my other siblings, we have a heart and a desire to move the needle forward, right? And so when we were discussing a couple of weeks ago uh, with, um, with another brother as well, just how hard it is to break the poverty mindset and how important it is. So, I um, mean, Josh, go, let's just go ahead and start it. What, when you think of the poverty mindset, bro, what, what, what? What does that mean to you? To me, that just means, um, depending on how you grew up, you know, with us, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of money, so <laughs> I'll definitely say we we feel in that that poverty, you know, uh, end of in on that side of the the tracks there. Yeah. But uh, just to have a poverty mindset is uh, you said mindset or breaking the cycle? M- mindset. mindset. We'll start. Okay. Then we'll go breaking the cycle. Yeah. So just having a mindset is just thinking. It's thinking small without knowing that you're thinking small. And, um, like, I guess more so trying to survive than trying to thrive, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I think that's just the easiest way to put it right there. Yeah, the poverty mindset, I I agree with everything. It's hard to build. It's hard to dream. It's hard to hope. It's hard to plan. It's hard to fight for a future when you're literally trying to scrape by just to live today, right? And so to me, a poverty mindset is holding, it's beyond just money, by the way. A poverty mindset is holding so tight to $1, you have no hope to let it go, to invest it, to use it. Um, you know what I mean? To, because you don't, you have a hard time hoping for another one, right? I think uh, to me, the, the poverty mindset uh, was debilitating. It was, it was crippling for me. And uh, there was so much about myself that I thought about myself, not just money-wise, even how I looked at myself, that I felt like I was impoverished mentally. I felt like I was impoverished emotionally. I felt like I was impoverished uh, thinking about my future. Uh, uh, I didn't see opportunity in anything. And so, like, a poverty mindset is, uh, I think it's, 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 um, it's a prison. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Very much a prison. So... Pastor Josh and I, uh, my, I'm sorry, my brother is a, is a, he's a pastor here in, um, here in, uh, in Florida, a church called Trinity Church. 
And uh, we've both had to say, okay, we're breaking this generational uh, bondage. We're breaking this generational curse of poverty. You know, we're drawing a line in the sand. Remember we're saying that we're saying enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? But it was it had to be more than just a mental ascent or theory. You know, I mean, we had to make some some steps. So um, can you can you maybe elaborate about what that meant to you or maybe a time in your life where you realized, OK, things can change for me? Was there a, a pinnacle moment in your life where the transition from jobs or or a new opportunity or whatever that whatever? Anyways, I don't can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, definitely. So here's the thing. I did not realize that I had a poverty mindset until I moved out from the state I was born and raised in because uh, everything was familiar. You know, the pe- people around us, community, environment around us, you know, it was just, it just, it is what it is. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you go to school, you know, you find a, you know, mediocre paying job <laughs> and you just kind of do that. And, you know, I never had a goal to buy a home or anything like that. So it's like, oh no, we'll just rent apartments for, you know, for the rest of our life and stuff. But it wasn't until I moved, you know, I made, made the move to Florida and just seeing seeing how everything was different, like uh, I remember it. My first few weeks here was just very strange, especially um, you know seeing young kids that were um, what's the I, I don't know. I get I think the word is like ungrateful <laughs> is what I'm looking mm-hmm. for is because like I mean they had so much, but they were complaining about what they didn't have, and I, I, I that just struck me so much. But uh, understanding like okay, I was like you know what. I can, I can, I can do more with my life. It's like, you know, what I grew up in, it literally changed my perspective of, of what, um, you know, a healthy household is, what, um, you know, a healthy finances is, what budgeting is, you know, things of that sort. Um, I had a whole different idea of what budgeting looked like just from examples that I had from, uh, uh, you know, from family, um, family in the past. Uh, you know, I just thought it was, you know, pawn shops and payday mm-hmm. advance check cash places you know and and kind of getting in that cycle because that that's what i seen see that's what i saw growing up but realizing um that that is the worst idea ever <laughs> you know sure kind of deal like that and and actually experiencing that in my younger years you know while i was still under you know my um you know my, my father's household i would say that and uh just seeing it's like you know what this this isn't such a good idea it looks good at the beginning but it literally traps you and gets you on a cycle that you're, you're really, it was literally by the grace of God that, that I got out. And, um, and then it was my choice to stay out of stuff like that. Because when you realize, Hey, that was a bad idea. Just don't go back to it. There's other options. So again, so I would say I realized I learned about, uh, poverty mindset when, uh, when I moved out from where I was, uh, comfortable used to, Shona, there's this commercial um, for for Breeze, and um, and their big kick in these commercials that keep doing them over and over and over again, different ways is uh, is about being nose blind. So right, they are, so you don't see you don't you're around the smell so long, so often, and and that the smell literally becomes normal that your nose get adapted to it. You're nose blind. And then it takes when a stranger, someone who's not used to being in that environment, they step into it like, oh, man, what is that smell? And you're like, man, I don't smell anything because you've been around it so, so much. Right. And so in our communities and where we grew up or whatever, this is things that we knew. We were literally nose blind 
to uh, to the to the way of life that we're being. That is some there's very much um, some uh, self imploding actions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like the pay you earlier to the payday advances, all those things. Right? It's so dangerous. You end up uh, where we where we purchased our cars and bought our cars. You know what I mean? Bought them. It, it was there good for a couple of months you got to put more money into it you're never and the next thing you know you, you you spent more money trying to upkeep a car that has already lost its value uh because you didn't we didn't want or didn't know we were quite didn't know how or felt like we were qualified to or whatever yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> what i mean to go that. to a place where other people will go where they will pay for a car once and have it for years without any issues and troubles you know what i'm saying yeah. And so um, I think we be, we can become so used to poverty becomes normal. One thing that I, I I was thinking about is how I know, to me, like I know how to survive in poverty more than I know how to live in success. Very true. I would agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like it's, I know how to, like I know if I'm broke as a joke, <laughs> I know exactly what to do, yo. <laughs> I know I know what foods to get. You know what I mean, and and the foods can still will still be fire. I'll still enjoy them. You know what I mean. I know I know what to do to stretch it and to wait. I know you know all this other jazz. But when you when you start experiencing success and you start talking about taxes and you start doing all the other stuff, that's a complete foreign thing to me. Well, in such a way where it's, it was is easier, like it's not it's less of a challenge for me to live broke um, because I I because I I I, I live there. It's like that scene off of Batman. Where he's thrown in that, thrown into that sister, that that deep place, his dark place, whatever. He's learning how to adapt and live in the dark. And he got Bane, who's like, I was born there, all the above. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, it, it's it's like I, I was adapted to that place. So now, when I'm trying to step into success, I found that the greatest fight for me to fight was my own mind, was yeah. how I thought, how I process, how I perceive things. There's a term I had to learn called um, ROI, return on investment. That uh, that how to how to make decisions not solely upon money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, that was hard. That was hard for me to really grasp and understand. But anyways, what are some other things that that you had to like? You had to confront within yourself that um that that you like, man. I this I didn't know that uh, I had a poverty mindset. Was there is there was there a particular moment? Where you saw yourself in a mirror, where you had that epiphany, that man, that I need to break this. You're making me think now. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of mine, and then maybe yeah. and you and you can think about uh, telling me, uh, telling me yours. So, so I travel full time, right? And so, uh, one time I had to make a trip, and uh, and the plane ticket was like. Fifty dollars more, fifty dollars more than what I was willing to pay, but I knew that I could drive there cheaper, right? And so, but the trip, the drive would take me, uh, will add two extra days to my trip, right? So there and back, but I'll get there cheaper. So I thought, well, obviously because I save money, then the best thing to do is to drive. But I was actually now removing two days away from the vacation on my family, see my family. Because I was trying to save fifty dollars, right? So, because all I saw was the money, not the investment to be taking. So, if I would invest fifty more dollars, I was then have more time to make more memories. 
uh, that's one where I realized that, man, maybe it's not, maybe I have to see, start seeing life beyond just money. Another thing, uh, my own poverty mindset, I wrote, I write about this in my book, uh, called, uh, called this is your chance. Um, I write about how, uh, I have a poverty mindset because I thought I was stupid, dumb, thought I couldn't amount to anything or literally that literally was my life. And so I had to confront that poverty mindset. I was, I was mentally bankrupt, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so and then, like, and then just some things about not realizing, realizing, like, even like purchasing a car. That was a big deal for me. Big, big, build, big deal for me. When I first time I told myself I'm going to go to a major dealership and learn about what it means something to be certified pre-owned, mm-hmm. like where they actually do inspections for you buy the car. Where where I had the things. Well, this buy here, pay here. Sometimes aren't the best options. You know what I mean? Those like moments like that. I had like, hey. Boom, I had, I had to realize I got to make some changes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, thinking about it now, this actually wasn't even that long ago. But um, I don't know, you know, maybe you can uh, agree to this too. But I remember I was um, I was needing a hotel because I was traveling, um, you know, back home. So, you know, my daughter is just going hot. Uh, I don't know if I should say the name. But you know what hot wire is. Yeah. yeah. Just go on there. And find the you know the cheapest cheapest room I can find, and um, so that's what I did. And you know, in doing so, you know, I ended up in the hood <laughs> first of all. And I ended up like I walked into that particular hotel. Not going to say the name of it, but you know, automatically smelled like drugs. I'll just say that. And it was just uh, like I was I was just thinking I put myself in this environment. Like just by trying to save twenty bucks, because literally I could have just paid twenty extra bucks and stayed at a you know like a, a well known you know um, hotel and things of that sort. And I had the money too. I just in my mind I was just thinking, oh, I always just get the cheapest thing. I always get the cheapest thing. I'm saving money. I'm saving money. But in in all cases, you know, saving a dollar two or here there that just to be I guess frugal isn't really thinking about um, how I said uh, before where either trying to survive or trying to thrive, you know, thriving would be, Hey, you know, I know this hotel is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, they have breakfast, there you, you know, go. they, they don't have, you know, drug infested places, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I remember that being one time where I just like, you know what, next time I won't make this mistake again. I'm just gonna, I'm going to, you know, pay, pay the extra $10, extra $15. Um, same thing, you know, booking flights and all that other kind of stuff like that. Like, Yes, some might be cheaper, but you got to think about, you know, are you surviving or are you thriving and yeah. through, through it all? And also, uh, you know, there was a time where, we, you know, we just, we, we stepped into something new uh, last year and it was actually leasing a vehicle. So I had never in my life ever thought about getting a vehicle that was the year of the, you know, the same year of the year. Like all my other vehicles, even my secondary vehicle right now. Um, that's 2005. That's like the newest vehicle I've ever had, but that's like poverty mindset, Joshua, you know, still trying to break out. So, you know, now we have this 2019 vehicle, uh, you know, this was last year. So just, just even in thinking that, but when we processed it all, we are like, you know what, we're buying something that has, you know, when we bought it at 15 miles on it, you know, the thing is fresh out of the, you know, fresh out of the dealership. We don't have to worry about, um, you know, expensive fixes, things of that sort. Uh, this are the things that we kind of run into with, with our, you know, um, having a, another vehicle. And, yes, we paid a little bit more than what we would be making payments on for something that I would have paid 
uh, you know, at a dealership that was, like I said, 2005. I paid, I paid a lot of money for a 2005 truck. I'll just say that I shouldn't have paid that much money. I know that now, but they'll they'll get you if you're not ready <laughs> at the dealerships. So yeah, anywho, just just kind of stepping into that, thinking, okay, we're gonna we're gonna thrive out of this. Yes, uh, we might be paying a little bit more money, but you know we have that money, and if we don't have it, you know we in our mindset we know, hey, we can make more money by allowing more income to come in uh, and be creative, things of that sort. That's right. So I think being a breaking the poverty mindset is is not so just making more money, or it is not being dumb with your money. It's learning what to, is learning how to manage your money. You know what I'm saying, or where your money goes because it's. Like I said, even like let's say it's Black History Month, I'm black. I love being oh, I love being black, right? And so, um, but even in our think about the the type of things, type of businesses in our communities. You know, what I mean, you don't see we have payday advances, we have more pawn shops than anything. You know, what I mean, all these other all these other things that could, in some ways, uh, uh, prey on people uh, and take their money. You know what I'm saying, and so it's and it's dangerous, yo. And so, and then when the, you can use that same amount of money and, and build your build your credit, you know what I mean, and you all the above, and break get yourself out of that cycle, right? And learning which loan to get, uh, you know what I mean. Instead of going to payday advance loan, what is what about uh, you know what I mean? I, and I don't want to go on a whole financial financial trail or whatever. I'll do another video for that. But uh, just learning just what to do at what particular time. Like, but bottom line is knowing that you have options. We have options, right? So, I mean, breaking a poverty mindset for me uh, to know that I don't have to wait until I make a dumb amount of money to start living successful. I can start living successful within my own means. With not not saying I'm not saying if you make. $20,000 a year to act like you're making $85,000 a year. I'm not saying that at all. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. But I am I am saying even if you make $20,000 a year, family, there's a way to live life where you aren't, um, I mean, stuck in that cycle that keeps you to make $20,000 a year. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, buying your first home, investing in things, learn, uh, knowing where your money is, saving it, building your credit. The credit, Let me tell you. The credits, your credit score can change your life. Your credit score can absolutely change your life and help bring you out of that place uh, and all the above. But in our communities, we're not really talking about credit scores, right? We're talking about one check to another and all the above. But I'm telling you, we, we, we can really break some things if we will learn how to get our money right. So. Can I say something else here? Yeah, so... Um, you know, you brought up a point about, um, you know, if you just think about, uh, I don't know where you live, but just think about the different areas that you live. You know, normally there's a, you know, you got the the side where you can tell these is where like the rich people live, you know, because of the businesses and the establishments there. And then you have, you know, on the other hand, you can tell where like it's more low income family um, oriented in that area and the different businesses and different establishments that are there. So I can tell you what you won't see in the I would I would just say the rich area. Um, I'm just use rich and poor poor as an example. I know that's a broad line, but just bear with me here. So in that rich area, you're not going to see title loan companies. You're not mm-hmm. going to see payday advanced places. You're not going to see uh, probably even Western unions to be honest. Um, you know, outside of your grocery store and stuff. But 
in your rich areas, you won't see, you honestly really won't even see pawn shops mm-hmm. uh, in those areas. And, but just know this, the reason why you will see those things in the more um, low income side, the more on the poorer side is because those businesses literally prey on um, the fact that you struggle with your finances. Yeah. So when when everything hits the fan and you're in a tight spot and you're in a pinch and you need you need an extra two hundred dollars, yes, they're there to help in that moment. But I mean, I, I'm sure you, you know if you've ever been in any kind of cycle like that. You know, yes, you might get two hundred dollars, but now you got to pay that two hundred dollars back with entrance. And by the time you're done, you might have given them four hundred dollars. So you got to think that's an extra two hundred dollars that you could have uh, not had to spend. You know, on on trying to make up for this, you know, this tight pinch that you had, this this hurdle that you needed to cross over. So um, uh, I saw a commercial the other day, and it was oh my gosh, this commercial scared me because I was like, I hope nobody, I hope nobody does this. This is horrible. Uh, but it was about um, uh, it was a commercial was like, hey, you you know, you work hard, um, you know, every week. How would you like to get paid uh, that day for the hours you work that day? And, you know, instead of waiting for your next paycheck. So, you know, let's say you worked a shift and you made, you know, sixty dollars in that shift. You can go to this place and then they'll give you that sixty dollars. Um, you know, right then. And then when you get your paycheck, you can give that back to them. But what that does is that eliminates your ability to really budget correctly and the long stream of things and the wide mm-hmm. band of things. So, you know, just think if you go to this place every day, every day you make sixty dollars. So, um, you know, at your at your workplace. And let's say every day you go to, you know, such establishment and and you, you know, I guess you're technically taking out a loan for sixty dollars or what you're doing. And you do that every single day. By the time you're you're end up you know, giving them your paycheck when you have your paycheck. Um, the fact that you've taken out $60 a day, you might spend $20 on groceries. You just might spend this. If you don't save correctly, when it comes time for pay payday, you're not going to have that money to pay your big bills, like your, your, your rent or your mortgage or whatever, mm-hmm. or, uh, or your car payments, because you've kind of taken away and chipped at it little by little. Um, and all that saying, um, your budget is going to be your most important thing. Yeah. Honestly, if you if you want to thrive, if you want to get out of poverty mindset, it's literally all about your budget. But the thing is, my idea of what a budget was and what a budget looked like was again just saving money, not you know buying the cheapest I can buy. Buying instead of the frosted flakes, I'm buying the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 I don't know <laughs> whatever, uh, frosted uh, crisp or whatever. Right. I don't know instead of the uh, Fruit Loops, I'm buying the Fruit Wheels. You know, right. just to save just to save a dollar, save fifty cent here. Uh, so that was my idea of budgeting, but you know, I took a class I highly recommend from Dave Ramsey called Financial Peace University, and it literally changed my life. It changed my family's life. It this one class has changed the trajectory, I believe, of every generation in my household that to come because this is what we do. You know, we, we've learned. Hey, budgeting is actually taking what you have and telling what you have where to go instead of you know your money just going wherever it wants to. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in doing that, learning how to budget correctly, learning how to invest correctly, learning how to save correctly, it, it literally shifted everything. I remember um, a one one point, my wife and I, we sat down uh, right when we started this class and we we looked at our, our bank statements 
and we just wrote down everything that was that was fast food, everything that was a restaurant, not groceries, not going to Walmart and buying groceries or, or Publix or whatever. Publix fried chicken. <laughs> but um, but just writing down your McDonald's, writing down Chick-fil-A, writing down Zaxby's, writing down uh, you know Popeye's, all, all the establishments. And I mean, when I say it made me sick to my stomach, realizing how much money we were spending, like I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a number, over $600 a month we were spending between fast food restaurants, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Burger King and stuff. Cause what it was, you know, we were both, we were in a rush. You get, you know, you pay $10 here, $10 there, 10 but all that adds up. So, and we're, we're here living paycheck to paycheck, but now, you know, we do a budget and we realize the reason why we're living paycheck to paycheck is because, you know, we, we just want those fast things. We can go to, go to Chick-fil-A here three times a day, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. That's $60 right there really for our family to, between feeding everyone. Mm-hmm. So now we, we changed that. So now let's say instead of spending $600 a month, now we spend like, you know, a hundred, $150 a month. Cause we, you know, we can still go to those places. We just know, Hey, maybe we shouldn't go as much, you know, we should maybe plan those things out. So you got to think that how much money just in that, we were saving every single month of our finances. Come on. So I know I've been talking for a while. So I'll no, it's all good. We're not careful. We'll we'll eat our future away, won't we? I have yes, and I am I am making up for it. Come I, on. I really wish I can get all that money back. Good lord. Oh, and we like to eat. So that's the problem. So <laughs> the poverty, a breaking a poverty mindset has to be more than just wishful thinking. It requires a plan. So I just want to encourage you all to do, do just that. Print out your bank statements and high and highlight your non-necessities. Highlight what you spend on food, and you will be absolutely amazed uh, about where your money is going. Um, so I want to encourage you, family, just to make this inward journey to say, you know what, um, I gotta have a better relationship with money, and uh, that's what you do. That's because again, it's 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 more than just what it's what you're getting paid. It's so what you're doing with what you're paid, what you've been paid, right? And so, uh, you have any last closing remarks, Josh? Yes, um, it's not as hard as you may think to to cross over the threshold of um, a poverty mindset into uh, a mindset that dreams, a mindset that thrives. Uh, literally, there's so many resources out there. YouTube is a huge resource, and yeah, a lot of it may. Uh, when I started watching videos like that, yeah, most of it went over my head. But every now and again, you know, I'd get something that would stick. And uh, you know, my my brother, Pastor Tim, here as well. A lot of his podcasts, his previous podcasts, early podcasts as well, uh, really helped shed light on that. Uh, his book, actually, uh, "This Is Your Chance," was a huge one as yeah. well. Uh, if you want to pick that up, www.thisisyourchancebook.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and the audio book is actually out now too. So Come on. go to uh, Kindle, go to iTunes. Um, uh, anywhere where there's, you know, you can listen to audio books and, um, and pick that up. I highly recommend it. I actually did the audio book, uh, myself. I was, when I was driving to North Carolina, I had it on and it, uh, I did a straight trip, like from the morning, drove there, got there at two, drove all the way back to Florida. And it, it literally, you know, I would say it kept me alive. <laughs> it kept me awake and alert, but it's, I mean, it's just that good. The book is, is straight fire and it's life changing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'll say, if you want to invest in yourself, if you want somewhere to start with all this, I would, I mean, I would highly recommend uh, that. I mean, uh, like $15, you want to buy the hard copy somewhere around there. $8. If you want to listen to the audio book, 
I mean, that's an $8 investment in a book that's literally going to change your life. And I mean, I'm not just saying that because he's my brother. I'm saying that because it, it has helped me even shape my mindset, even after all that I know uh, and learn, you know, throughout life, it, it, it will help you see the world in a different way. It'll yeah. help you achieve all that you can be. Mm-hmm. So come on, somebody. Well, bro, I appreciate the love, appreciate the support, and I'm thankful that you decided to join us for this podcast. Breaking the poverty mindset is very possible and is your responsibility. So I want to encourage you, readers, uh, listeners, to do do some self-inventory. Look at yourself in the mirror. Be honest with yourself. Do you have a healthy relationship with your money? All right? It's time to break the poverty mindset. It's time to break. It's time to be free. I believe if you the fight, your fight right now is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And then you're going to be able to help your children and their children uh, 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 have a whole new beginning than yourself. And we can start creating generational wealth. Uh, and instead of ge- breaking generational curses, uh, we are continuing generational blessings. And I believe we have a responsibility to do just that. So God bless you, motivators. Like, comment, and subscribe. And if you, again, if you like the book, order the book, go to, go to thisisyourchancebook.com. And I would love to, uh, to sign it for you and send it your way. God bless you all, and I'll see y'all later. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.